As you get to know me, you learn that by nature, I am a list maker. I've talked about this before. Uh, I, I make lists, and that's just how my brain works. That's how God created me, I guess. It's how I solve problems. It's how I uh, get things done. It's just, just the way my world works. Um, I just naturally think in bullet points and, and dashes and outlines and, and those kinds of things. And, and maybe you're like that. But, um, here's something you probably don't know, even if I tell you I'm a list maker by nature, is that I also, among all of my lists, um, have a hit list. Yeah, yeah. Nervous laughter is expected coming from a pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thinking, well, tell us a little bit more about that. Well, I want to be careful because that, you know, your name could be on it. Um, you'll find out later kind of thing. Yeah, it does sound kind of odd that that would be something that I would have in, in my life. Uh, but I want you to just dog ear that page right now and we'll come back to it later. Okay, very important, very significant. And I think it's something that may even uh, help you a little bit, but we'll, we'll come back to that. We started a brand new series last week called Love First. And what we've been talking about what it looks like to love with that kind of attitude, that kind of perspective in our marriages, in our families, in our friendships, at work, a love first kind of love. And in this series, starting today, we talked about we're going to be spending our focus on this question, answering this question. What happens when I love someone? Seems like a simple question. Big answer. What happens when I love someone specifically with a love first kind of love? Interesting, when you love someone with a love first kind of love, one of the things that happens is something to do with your past. With your past. Everybody has a past. You have a past and I have a past. Everybody here has one. We're going to talk about your past and what happens when you love someone in regards to your past, in regards to their past funny that love could do anything to someone's past because the past is in the past and you can't change the past we know that right you can't change the past but boy the past can change you isn't that true you can't go back into the past but the past can hold you back it's frustrating when that happens no you can't go back into your past but your past has a way of reaching into your present and holding you back from moving into the future in a healthy way and the sticky stuff about the past is our pain. That's the sticky stuff. That's where we get stuck. That's why a past is so difficult to leave behind often is because of the pain points in our lives. Yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. Automatically, you're thinking about what that, yeah, that person in your past, what they did and what they said and how they treated you that brought pain into your life. And it's a sticking point. You just can't seem to get past the past but it might be something that you did that you said something you chose and created in your own life and no matter how hard you try you just get stuck there time and time again it's just like you keep remembering what you did and how you failed or what you didn't do or you fill in the blank but the past can be sticky especially at the point of pain that desperately needs to be healed it's a good thing we're talking about love because love has a way of healing the past. 
The past that you can't change. You want to change it. You wish you could go back and redo or undo, but you can't. But love has a way of changing the past that you can't change. No, it has a way of changing you in regards to the past that you can't change. Yeah, love has a way of reaching back into the past and bringing healing to things so that you not only heal, you are empowered, you are stronger, you are wiser, you are better because of the way you love and because of the way you are loved. It's a powerful mystery how this happens. Extremely difficult to explain. In fact, sometimes it is unexplainable until you experience it, then it's undeniable. And we'll talk about all of that. I'm just kind of setting it up and letting you know that love can heal the past that you can't change. Love can also heal the past that you can't forget. And we love to talk about forgetting, even though we are not good at it. You're supposed to forgive and forget, right? Know what the Bible says? No, it's not. Isn't that what God says? Isn't that what Jesus said? Jesus said, you're, hey, you're supposed to forgive and forget. No, Jesus didn't say that. God didn't say that. Nowhere in the Bible, and I've been, I've been studying this, this thing for over a quarter of a century, um, and nope, never, never found any place where the Bible says forgive and forget. We'll talk about forgetting and what you know, we are taught to do. It's different. Forgetting is hard. And you know why it's so hard to forget the past? Because it doesn't make sense to us. It doesn't make sense to us. I can't understand it. I can't make it add up. I don't know why they would do that. I don't know why they would say that. It doesn't make sense to me why they would treat me that way so we can't forget it. And when we can't forget it, and our brains want to, we want to try to figure it out and find a category for it so that it makes sense. And when we can't find a category for why they did that or why I did that or why you did that, then we want to try to just ignore it and move past it and forget it. But we can't. It seems like the more you try to forget it, the more you remember it. Well, the good news is, this is very good news, you don't need to forget it to heal from it. You don't need to forget it to heal from it. And listen carefully, you don't need to understand it to heal from it. Well, I just can't understand and I won't, I won't be able to sleep until I understand. Well, good luck with that. Because eventually you're going to get hurt and the pain is going to be so great. It will not make any sense and it will never make any sense. You can heal even though you can't forget it. It doesn't make sense. You won't understand it. Because love can heal the past that you can't change, that you can't forget, and as a result, it brings freedom. That's what you want. Whether you realize it or not, you want to be set free from this thing that's holding you back. Love, a love first kind of love, helps you get past your past and breaks the cycle, breaks the cycle of the grudge that you're holding. And some of you are classic grudge holders. Oh yeah, you buried the... You buried the hatchet, but you left the handle sticking out of the ground so you can go back to it and yank that sucker out if you need to, you know, swing it around a little bit. Sometimes you need to wave it around just to let them know that you know that they know that you know. Yeah, it breaks the cycle of the grudge. It breaks the cycle of you trying to get even. How much energy do we spend trying to get even? Love first kind of love, as we will see, helps break the cycle of bitterness and blame, this is all your fault. This is all your fault. And shame, how could you? I can't, can't believe you. How dare you? It breaks the cycle of all of that and helps you go forward healthily. It releases you and gives you a new beginning. And who doesn't need a new beginning from time to time? Yeah, that's what love does. I'm just giving you the foundation. 
What happens when I love someone? Love heals the past for you and for them. That's just what love does. So how? How do you love in such a way that brings healing to the past? That icky, sticky pain point in your life that you just can't seem to get past. I'm so glad you asked. Now I'm just going to let you know. This is really, really simple. In fact, it is so simple, you may want to disregard it. But it's simple on the screen because it is so dang hard to do. So we got to put it simple. We got to make it simple so, so we can get our minds around it so we don't forget it because it is so hard. This is how we love in such a way that heals the past. This is, this is what happens when you love someone. When you let it go. See? Not very profound, is it? But just try it. When you try it, you realize how hard it is to let the past, the painful past, go. Because it wasn't your fault. Or maybe it was, and you didn't know any better. Or you were just doing the best you could. Or you were young, and you were naive, and so were they. Or you fill in the blank. It's so hard. I should have known better. They should have known. You fill in all the descriptions. It is so hard to let it go. And you're right if you're assuming we're getting ready to talk about forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about, I mean, that's like the real F word, forgiveness. How it feels in your life. Giving forgiveness and asking forgiveness. I hear this all the time from people. This is so fascinating how we do this. And maybe you have someone in your life that right now you would say this about them. You would say, pastor, here's the deal. I love, I love them. In fact, I love everybody. I don't know anybody I don't love. That's, you know, that's, that's a great, impressive thing. I love them, pastor, but I, I, I can't forgive them. I love them. I just can't forgive them. I love them. I just can't forgive them. And some people are defiant because the pain is so great. And typically when someone says a statement like that, the pain has been great. I love them, I just can't forgive them. They may even go one step further and say, I love them, but I won't. I won't. I won't forgive them. Now, here's the deal. I understand. When you hear somebody say that or you find yourself saying that, the pain goes deep and long. But the challenge with that statement, I love them, but I can't. I love them, but I won't forgive them, is that it, it's, it goes against love itself because that's just what love does. Love forgives. There is an inseparable link, an undeniable connection between love and forgiveness, and you cannot separate them. That's just simply what love does. Now, it's a process, okay? It's a process. It won't happen overnight for the big pains. Now, for the little things, you know, little things, little annoying things, yeah, 30 seconds, three minutes, an hour, of the cold shoulder, you know, and you can get over it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I was a jerk and all that kind of stuff. But I'm talking about the big stuff, the stuff that creates the sticking points in your past, the pain, the deep pain. Let me show you a couple things. I just think it's fascinating. Uh, it shows this connection between love and forgiveness and how it works. Letting it go, okay? We're gonna let it go, let it go. We're gonna forgive, let it go. That's, what, that's how you heal the past with love. This is what happens when you love someone. Paul is writing to a group in the first century, a group of Christians in the city of Colossae, and he's giving them a list of values and characteristics that they need to have in their life. 
Um, very important stuff, very good stuff. Stuff like you know, patience and kindness, you know, things that we talk about often as followers of Jesus. But it goes on in the list, and he gets to this part. He says, bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Bear with, bear with. You know what it's like to bear with people? Yeah, it can be a bear. And sometimes you can barely do it. Okay, I'll stop. Yeah, bearing with people. Bear with people and forgive them when, when you have an a grievance. That's something in the past, something they did, something they said, something that happened. Forgive each other. Bear with each other. In other words, expect this. Expect this. Why are we so stinking surprised when we hurt one another? Why are we so surprised when the humans in your life go human on you? I just can't believe. I, just can't. I had no idea that they were capable of. Well, then have the idea. We're all capable of it. We could just, we just other translations, I, th I think the New Living Translation translates this, make allowance for each other's faults. It's a beautiful way of interpreting this. Make allowance for each other's faults. In other words, go ahead and create a category in your marriage, the fact that your husband is going to be an idiot. Go ahead and make a category in your mind that your wife is, is, is just going to, she's, she's just going to go there and that your kids, your perfect children are going to go there again and that your neighbor and that, that person in your small group and, and even people like your pastor. <gasps> yeah, go ahead, create that box for me because I'll put something in it eventually. I just will. And forgive each other when you have a grievance. And then, oh boy, as if that wasn't challenging enough, he gets really specific with what he means. And he says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Ouch. Right? You've been forgiven of more than you can imagine. I've been forgiven already by God for more than I can imagine. And how dare we as forgiven people be unforgiving to anyone else? How dare a forgiven person how odd it would be, how prideful, how arrogant it would be for any forgiven person to withhold forgiveness from any other person. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And Jesus knows all the dirt on you, all of it, all of it. I mean, the stuff that you don't talk about at parties. He knows all that stuff and forgives you anyway, and he wants us to forgive each other. Like that. And I know you're thinking, I'm not Jesus. Well, I'm not Jesus either, but it doesn't mean that we're not supposed to forgive like he's forgiven us. He wouldn't tell us to do it if it wasn't going to empower us and strengthen us to make it happen. And then watch this connection. He finishes this section by referring to all of those characteristics that we didn't have time to get into, including this thing of forgiving each other. Over all these virtues, put on love. There's the binding agent, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Love makes all of this possible including forgiveness. There is an inseparable, undeniable link between love and forgiveness. To make the statement, I love them, but I can't or I won't forgive them, flies in the face of love itself because forgiving is just what love does. Let me take you to the Old Testament scriptures. The wisdom of Solomon writing in Proverbs tells us this about love and forgiveness, that love prospers. Love gets better, love gets stronger. Love does what love is supposed to do when a fault is forgiven. But dwelling on it separates close friends and causes a big old mess, right? We know what it's like. Don't we, don't we know what it's like when someone dwells on it? 
And, and you tell them to let it go. We tell them, could you just let it go? Just let it go. Husbands, don't we think it? Just let it go. You know, and, and, and right? Teenagers, you think that, you know, let it go. Oh my gosh, my parents, you know, let it go. And friends, oh, why won't she just let it go? Why won't he? Yeah, because we know how that separates. It's very difficult to have intimacy with someone when they won't let and it's a process. Letting it go is a process. I'm not talking about this thing where you don't deal with it and you're not honest with it. Of course you deal with it. Of course you got to clean that stuff out. And there's a process involved. But the goal is to let it go. Because love prospers when you do. There's a connection. So for the people who say, I just can't let it go. Pastor, I just can't let it go. I hear what you're saying. I know I need to forgive. I know God has forgiven me. But I just can't let it go. Often what happens subconsciously when we say that and when we think that is that we think by holding on to it, somehow we're making them pay. By holding on to it, we're making them pay. Not letting them get away with it. So we hold on to it. And we remind them strategically in passive-aggressive ways. Uh, we, we, just, we just make sure we hold it over their heads and can't let it go. And here's the deal. When you, when you don't let it go, you're not making them pay. The person you're making pay is the person you see in the mirror. You pay. You pay. You're the one that pays when you don't let it go. So let it go. Let it go. You say, I, I, man, I just, if, I, if I let it go, I don't know. Will there ever be a point to you? Will there ever be a point to you where you think it's going to be okay? You know, what they said, what they did, how they treated you? Will there ever be a point when you can look back on it and go, well, I'm actually okay with it now? No. Not even if they get what's coming to them. Not even if everything that you've dreamed in your mind, you wish you could say or wanted to say, you said or someone else said. Not even if everything you wanted to do to them and shame them and give them a taste of their own medicine so that they hurt like you hurt. Even if all that happened, do you think you would then look at the situation and go, well, then I'm perfectly happy now that that happened to me because it happened to them too. No, no, not really. Not honestly, not truthfully. And if so, what kind of person are you? You got bigger heart issues than you realize you need help with. No, it's, it's never going to be okay. So let it go. It's never going to be okay. Well, if I let it go, it dismisses my pain. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It just says you're no longer going to let your pain hold you back. You're going to release them. They no longer owe you. You've made the decision. I mean, they owe you, yeah, yeah, but you're forgiving them, so you've decided you no longer owe me. I release you. I cut you free, and I'm cutting myself free. I'm going to stop paying for what you did to me. Let it go. And when you do that, it's a release, man. It's a release. It sets you free. It sets them free, and who doesn't want to be set free from stuff like that? Question, who, who in your life do you need to let it go? Need to let it go. Whose name, when you hear their name, just makes your blood boil. When someone brings up their name, you find yourself going, don't even talk to me about her. Don't even mention his name to me. They are dead to me, we will say. No, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, that's probably the person you should probably start with, focusing on. Letting it go. But it goes one step further, okay? How do we answer the question, what happens when I love someone? Well, love heals the past. How do you love in such a way that heals the past? Well, you begin 
but I let it go. But then you take it one step further because you know this. You have to let it show, not just let it go. You got to let it show that you let it go. Because if you just let it go and you don't let it show, then I don't know if you let it go until you let it show that you let it go. And it rhymes on purpose because it's so hard to do. It's so hard to do. It'd be easy for us to walk away and dismiss it, but it's, it's, it rhymes. And so that helps. And I mean it. Anybody want a peanut? Ah, yes, another Princess Bride reference from last week. It's great. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. That was an inside joke just for five of you. Yeah, but somebody at home online is cackling right now, and you're cutting this off to go watch The Princess Bride. I'd probably do the same thing. So. Yeah, let it go and let it show, and that's how we know we let it go, when we put it in our actions, when how we treat each other exemplifies it. Let me show you a couple things. Let me take you back to the wisdom writing of Solomon, because he says so much about this stuff. He said, hatred stirs up quarrels, and I know you don't hate anybody. It's just the opposite of being loving, Okay. Being opposite of loving, that's what he's talking about. It just stirs up stuff. But love makes up for all offenses. Even that? Yep, even that. Love makes up. In fact, after pastoring all these years and walking with people through a lot of stuff, I can honestly say I don't think I've ever seen anything. Love can't heal. Never seen a marriage problem. Never seen a family issue. Never seen a crisis. I've never Seen a husband do or say, a wife do or say, children do or say, a friend do or say, anything beyond love healing it. But you gotta let it. You gotta let it go and you gotta let it show. You gotta work with it. It's the power of love. I'm just telling you guys, it makes up. That's what the scriptures tell us. It makes up for all offenses. Now, it doesn't make it okay. No, you gotta deal with that stuff and it's a process. But I'll tell you what. Love has a way of doing what nothing else can do. Let me show you one more. I'm just telling you. You got to let it show. You got to do something that communicates that you've let it go. You're going to let it show and you're actively going to love each other in such a way that it makes up for everything. Peter in the New Testament wrote something and Peter, man, he knew. He knew some stuff about screwing up and needing forgiveness. All right. So he knows what he's talking about when he writes Above all, love each other deeply. Love each other deeply. You know what it means to love each other deeply? To go below the surface. Because typically we love each other on the surface. That's easy to do, right? That, that's where you get the, I love everybody. I love, I love everybody in the Lord. Not even quite sure most of us what that knows what that means, but you know, we just know it's a good thing to say. It's no supposed to do. Well, that's great. Fantastic. We love each other on the surface, right? Love each other on the surface. But when we love each other below the surface and you dive into the deep stuff, the shadows, the icky stuff, the messy stuff, the, the dark stuff, the smelly stuff, the messy stuff, yeah, and you love at that level, that, that's when something remarkable happens about the past. Watch. Love each other deeply, and when you do, love covers over. A multitude of sin. Not cover up. We don't pretend that it's not there. We're not, we're not going to not deal with it. That's a cover up. We're not going to do a cover up. Covering over is different. Love covers over. A multitude of stuff. 
The word multitude is an interesting word. I only use the word in this context right here, and you only hear the word in this context right here, right? We don't use the word a lot, but the word means a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. Love covers over. What does it mean? To love each other deeply, and that covers over. It means you love each other, you show it, you show it, you show it, and you keep showing it. You keep illustrating, you're letting it go, you've let it go, and you keep loving each other over and over and over again, over and over and over and over and over again. So whatever is underneath there that caused so much pain gets buried in a whole huge pile of love. It's still there, it still happened. No, you haven't forgotten it, but eventually it gets to the point to where there's so much love on top of this thing, it's buried and it's almost as if it never happened because it no longer is in play in the relationship. It's no longer in play in the conversation because it's been so buried. It's down there somewhere. Yeah, I, I, we remember, boy, wasn't that a painful past? I'm so, I'm so glad we're past all that. I'm so glad that's behind us. And it's down there somewhere. It's almost like you've, even though you haven't, it's almost like you've forgotten that's where forgetting comes in. See, for, forgiveness is not about forgetting. It's about treating each other as if you have forgotten. And the only way you do that is when love covers, it, co covers over it, covers over it. It just buries, buries it as if it never happened. Let it go and you let it show by treating each other. So it, it, it begins by expressing that forgiveness and then backing it up with your with your actions. And then we treat each other in such a way that it's evident. You know what? There's love here. I, I got a challenge for you. I want to challenge you to start a forgiveness conversation with someone. We're going to do it together. A forgiveness conversation. Right? And, and you go first. You initiate it. Well, why should I initiate it? Because we love first. We go first. That's what it means to love first. To love first means we go first. We initiate it. Well, he needs to make the first. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Can we go back and start over? You know, forgive as you've been forgiven. Jesus initiated it, and he hadn't done anything wrong. Right? He initiated it. So we love like that. We forgive like that. We initiate it. We go first. And it may sound like, hey, I need you to forgive me. Can we talk? Or it may be like, hey, listen, I'd love to have a conversation because I want to let you know that I forgive you and I don't want anything to be between us. And I'm just not telling you, I'm doing this myself. Okay, remember I told you to dog ear something? My hit list. Let's come back to my hit list. This is what my hit list is about. I actually have a list. I'm not going to tell you where I keep it, again, because I don't want you to find your name there, maybe, possibly. And there's some names I haven't crossed off yet. I'm still working on it. I have a hit list of people that I need to do this with, have a forgiveness conversation with. And so far, so good. I've marked a few names off. You know, I've marked them off, and it's gone pretty well. There's a couple names on it, though. That it's going to be harder. And there's at least one name that I'm procrastinating. Because they really should come to me first. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not challenging you to do anything that I'm not going to be doing with you. But I'll tell you this, so far so good. I've had to tell some people, hey, listen, um, can we revisit some things that happened way back when I, I want to ask you to forgive me 
Because I think, I think you have experienced pain because of what I did and what I said, and I'm sorry. I don't want there to be anything between us. If we bump into each other at Target, not that like I go to Target much, but you know, in case. I don't want it to be awkward. I mean, we're brothers in Christ. Come on, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. We, we, can, let, we can let there be healing here. I mean, we may not be BFFs, BFFs and it doesn't mean you have to be, but that's best friends forever, by the way. I'm, for the dudes, they're like, well, what's that? I really don't have a BFF, I'm just saying. I've got daughters, so I know what that means. We may not be like that, but can we deal with that? And, and some people I've had to talk to and go, hey, listen, I, there's some stuff here between us that I want to talk through. And again, there's some people on that list. Okay, you, I'm, I'm just talking about mine. And it's really none of your business. But I'm starting. How about yours? Start a forgiveness conversation. You say, well, what, what, if, what, if, uh, what if they won't forgive me? Ask them anyway. And then show them anyway. Let it go. Let it show. Any way. You do your part. Any way. Because we all... I've had that moment where someone resists. And what if they need to ask forgiveness from you because they cause pain in your life and you want to make it better, but they won't ask for forgiveness. They won't own their end of the jump. Then you take responsibility for yourself anyway and let it go and let it show anyway. You forgive them even though they don't ask. They don't have to ask for you to forgive them because we think that's the loophole, right? If they don't ask and they don't have to forgive them and I can hold on to it, right? No, no, no. Because who? You keep paying for that? Why would you keep paying for that? Why would you do that to yourself? You can let it go and let it show even if they don't ask. And we all have people in our life who should ask that haven't asked and may never ask. And you don't want to be tied to that for the rest of your life. Let it go. Let it show. What if it's a dangerous situation? What if it's a real toxic relationship where real abuse has happened? Like, and, and the boundaries are there for safety. Now, and I mean real abuse, legitimate abuse. I'm not talking about she unfriended me. Oh my gosh, we're done. And I am a victim of verbal abuse. <laughs> that, just, that just infuriates people who have really been abused. And um, so don't, don't be that. But if you're in a situation where you're in a dangerous situation and someone has really been uh, abusive to you. The truth is, is that forgiveness from me doesn't always mean access to me. Reconciliation is always plan A. Reconciliation is always, 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 always plan A. Um, but sometimes, because of dangerous stuff and things that people won't deal with, you, you have to be safe and careful. But don't let that become your default setting. Okay? If you look back in your life and there's a trail of bodies... You look back in your life and there's a whole list of we don't talk anymore, we don't talk anymore, we don't talk anymore, we're so done. If there's a lot of those people behind you, then the common denominator is probably the person you look at in the mirror every morning. And that's probably where you need to start. The issue may not be them. This is awkward, isn't it? Hey, why don't you join me in starting these kind of forgiveness conversations? Because here's the deal. When you let it go and you let it show, there's a healing that begins to take place. There's a work that love begins to do that is unexplainable yet undeniable in your life, in their life, and in the lives of others as they watch. 
And they notice because they do. Hey, and as we wrap this up, just, just so you know, this is how you have a healthy marriage right here. We didn't even talk about marriage all that much, even though, boy, there's lots of forgiveness in marriage, right? But this right here, you want to have a healthy marriage, you got to get good at this. Let it go, let it show, let it go, let it, I know, I know. Let it go, let it show, keep doing it, and get good at it. The better you get at this, the healthier your marriage will be. And if you're a parent, especially a parent that's going to eventually one day have teenagers, this is your sanity right here. Learning how to let it go and let it show. Let it go, let it show. Hey, this is what makes the foundation of a true friendship. Hey, this is what makes work teamwork so well. A team at the office, your, your fellow coworkers. This is what makes a great team right here. When a team can learn to let it go and let it show. We're going to be a team and I know you didn't do your job and I know I had to pick up the slack for you and I know you have a bad attitude and I know you took the thing of paper clips off my desk without asking. I, I know, I know. But we're going to let it go. We're going to let it show. And, and by the way, this is exactly what we discover as the essence of our relationship with God. Because this is exactly and precisely what Jesus has done for us. All you have to do is look at the cross where Jesus once for all time and all people let it go. He made the first move. He let it go. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Paul wrote to the Romans, he let it go and let it show by giving himself. And then he had the audacity to say, I want you to forgive each other the way I forgave you guys. And he wouldn't ask us to do it if he wasn't going to empower us to make it happen. What happens when I love somebody? Well, when you love them with a love first kind of love, it begins to heal the past in ways that's unbelievable. How do, I, how do I love like that? Well, you, you find those sticky, painful points in the past and you begin to let it go and let it show and watch what love does. Let me pray for you. I pray for myself. Dear Father, we thank you for this. Um, I'm thankful for it because I need it. I really need it. Help me with the forgiveness conversations that I need to continue to have, that I need to start. And the ones especially that are way down on the list that I really would rather not, but I know I should. And I ask that for my friends too. Because Father, we have been forgiven of so much. How dare we? Who are we to withhold from each other what has been so freely and abundantly given to us through Jesus. May we forgive as we've been forgiven. Help us to do the work, the hard work. It's a process. It's going to take a while sometimes. But it begins with a conversation. May love be more than a sentiment. May love be more than something we say. May it be something we put on display. For the good of our hearts, for the good of the hearts of those we love, and to bring honor to you as your children. May the summit be a place where love reigns supreme, where we step into the icky, sticky messes of life, being misunderstood, okay, being taken the wrong way, okay, but we do all for the sake of loving each other as we have been loved. 
And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen.